welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Are you looking for a profitable side hustle idea? Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. And one of my goals on this podcast is to help you earn more money as a writer. And if you're already working a full-time job, Starting a side hustle is one of the best ways to earn money as a writer without necessarily putting your job at risk. It's also not a good idea to be fully dependent on one income source. By income source, I mean your employer or perhaps somebody that you're a freelance client for. Back in 2008, I was a freelance journalist and I was overly dependent on one client. And when the client didn't have any more work for me. I had no more work as a freelance journalist and I had to find a career in social care. And that taught me a painful lesson, not to be overly dependent on one source of income. But I had to learn that lesson again in 2012 because in 2012, I was working for a charity as a press officer. The job didn't work out and they let me go. And again, I found myself scrambling to find work to pay the bills. Even if you don't depend on an employer, Remember that profitable creatives avoid trading all of their time for money. And that's a key takeaway from this podcast episode. Creatives, profitable ones, create assets that help them focus on what they love making so they can avoid worrying about paying the bills. So you could love making books or you could love making courses or you could even love making ceramic pots like one creative I interviewed recently for this podcast. That's Sally Bernard. Now, before we get into the types of side hustles you should create, there's a couple of skills you're going to need. The first skill that's useful is building and maintaining a website, your website. And I'd recommend that you learn the basics of WordPress, how to purchase a domain name and set it all up. And there are courses you can take on the likes of LinkedIn Learning, which can walk you through all of that. But having a place that you can call home on the internet is a good practice because you want to be able to display your portfolio if you're looking for other clients or to have a way of building relationships with your customers, with your students or with your readers. And I'll get to all of that later in the episode. Marketing is the next side hustle skill that you need to learn because if you combine marketing and a little bit of business sense with writing, you'll be far ahead of many creatives. Essentially, that boils down to figuring out what your skills are and how you can help your ideal customers or readers achieve what they want. It's also a good idea to learn the basics of copywriting. Copywriting is basically writing words that sell your services or products. It's the words that you put on your site. Validating business ideas is another good site hustle skill to learn because you can avoid spending time or money creating products that people just don't want. Personal productivity is a useful skill too because ultimately if you're a site hustler, the responsibility lies with you to get stuff done. Nobody's going to be asking it for you. And having an insight into metrics and analytics will help you figure out what to do more or less of, because what gets measured gets managed. It pays to pick up a few qualitative skills too, asking questions like, what should I do more of, or what's working right now, or what's not working? The good news is you can start a creative business or side hustle relatively easily, and you can scale it up into something that's profitable and let you focus on what you love. But what type of side hustle should you start? Number one, writing on Medium. If you write nonfiction, I'd recommend opening an account on Medium and starting to write there today. The platform for writers contains almost 100 million members and you can read everything from 
articles about creativity to entrepreneurship to writing to artificial intelligence and personal development. Writing and Medium is a great way of finding and refining and testing your writing in front of an audience without having to worry about the technical parts of running a WordPress site. But I'd still recommend you learn that at some point. And if you want to get paid from your writing, all you have to do is join the Medium Partner Program and you'll get rewarded each month if people clap or respond to your articles. Now, Medium Partner Program members typically earn at least over $100 a month if they're producing content or articles consistently for popular publications. But the top Medium writers earn five figures a month. So some of the pros for writing on Medium are you don't need any technical skills. There's lots of different publications across a variety of niches, so you can probably find somewhere to publish your writing. It's relatively easy to earn, you know, $100 or $200 if you're publishing consistently. And it's a good platform for building a portfolio of your writing if you want to attract clients. Medium also offers a lot of exposure because so many people are on it. Whereas if you start a site, you've got to get traffic and eyeballs onto your site. Of course, there are cons to writing on Medium too. It's hard, or at least it takes a lot of time to earn more than a few hundred dollars per month. And the pay is performance-based as well. So if you don't write anything on a particular month, you're not going to earn that much. So basically, you're trading your time for cash. And it can also take a little bit of time and sweat to build up a sizable following of followers who will clap or engage with your work. So if you want to succeed on Medium, you don't really need to take any courses or services. Just join the network, join the partner program, Read a few great books on writing and then start publishing your work. You don't have a lot to lose, but you certainly have a lot to gain. Number two, freelance writing. Freelance writing is a good side hustle idea for creatives because you can work on your articles and projects in the mornings or evenings before or after work or at the weekends. I've worked on and off as a freelance writer and journalist over the years for magazines, websites and more recently for Forbes. If you're going to get into freelancing, I'd encourage you to pick one or two areas to specialize in. Recently, I focused on creativity, leadership and productivity for Forbes. And in the past, I focused on freelance writing about technology news stories. Lots of new freelance writers want to write for consumer publications and newspapers and so on. But there's actually a lot of demand for business to business freelance writers, you know, whereby you're writing for a trade publication or something like that. And you can certainly earn a lot of money. And some freelance writers I know earn six figures a year from writing those types of articles and stories. That said, it's important to focus on a particular area or niche, build up your reputation and build up authority. The pros of freelance writing are there are a lot of opportunities for freelance writers today in the internet because the internet thrives on content and articles. And it's also ideal for side hustlers who want to write at the work or the the weekend, but don't want to give up their day job just yet. The cons are typically the asset or articles you produce don't belong to you. So you're not really creating something that's going to add value to your bottom line over time. And you're essentially trading your time for money. A new freelance writer can easily earn $500 a month. And one who's been freelance writing for a while can easily earn over $1,000 a month. If you want to get into freelance writing, I'd recommend checking out the services FlexJobs, Bonsai and Solid Gigs. They all have freelance writing vacancies across a variety of industries. Or alternatively, you could sign up to Upwork and just sell your freelance writing services there. But you will need a portfolio if you want to convince clients to hire you. Number three, self-publishing. I've always gotten a kick out of self-publishing books because I love that authors today don't have to ask for permission to upload something and press publish. It's a great side hustle from home idea because within a few months, you can write, edit and sell a professional looking book that builds your name and authority as a writer. I've published several nonfiction books over the years and one 
fiction or novella. I've also taken a number of book marketing courses and self-publishing courses. And I can definitely say that selling non-fiction books is a little bit harder than genre fiction, that is thrillers or romance and so on. But with a little bit of work and with a little bit of knowledge about how Amazon advertising works, you can still earn over $1,000 a month. Some of the pros of self-publishing are a book is an asset that you own. So you can use it as a calling card. You can use it as something to point clients towards, or you can write a series of books and build your income over time. It also opens up the doors to other opportunities. That could be a job, that could be a speaking gig, or it could be coaching clients. You can also take your book and turn it into something else. You can turn it into a course, an audiobook, a workbook. And all of those are different ways of serving your readers. Some of the cons of self-publishing? Well, writing a book is hard and time-consuming if you haven't done it before. It can take a few months to figure it all out. And then you've got to learn the basics of marketing your book. And you also have to figure out how the Amazon platform works for running profitable ads. If you don't do it, you'll find it a little bit harder to sell your books and turn a profit on your investment in self-publishing. If you're going to take self-publishing seriously, I'd recommend you try services like 99designs for your book cover. You could also use a service like Readsy to find an editor and proofreader who will help you take that manuscript and turn it into something that you're happy to self-publish. I've also put together some resources on Become a Writer Today. I have an article that would help you learn how to make an audiobook. I've got another article that dives into the costs of self-publishing and one more about how actually to put a book together. You can also check out my title, The Art of Writing a Nonfiction Book. Number four, create an online course. If you've written a nonfiction book or you've got an email list of readers or clients, consider taking what you've written or what you teach and turning it into an online course. It's relatively easy to transform individual book chapters into lessons that solve problems for paying students. Many popular online courses today include videos, presentations, and so on. But if you're not feeling comfortable in front of the camera, you can also record audio. And I've taken some courses that are simply delivered over email or with audio. Some writers feel like transforming their work into a course is a little bit derivative, but I'd say not to worry about that because top creatives and authors currently teaching courses include the likes of James Patterson, David Mamet, Malcolm Gladwell and Margaret Atwood, all of whom are teaching via Masterclass. Pros of creating an online course? Well, it can be very profitable because you can sell an online course for much more than a book. A book might sell for four or five or ten dollars. Whereas you can send an online course for 47, 97, 197, 297, or even a lot more. There's a low barrier to entry to creating an online course. All you really need is a computer, some materials, and perhaps some video or audio recording equipment. It's also faster than writing a book. And an online course is an asset that you can scale because you can sell it repeatedly to new students. The cons, well, you're going to have to learn new skills like video or audio creation. And you're going to have to learn a little bit of copywriting because you'll need a sales page where people can buy the course. And you'll also need an audience, an audience of students. The other thing is many online courses require updates if you're teaching something current. For example, I recorded a series of video lessons about Amazon ads. Then Amazon overhauled their platform and that required some updates to some of those lessons. What services should you try? Well, I create, host and sell my online courses using Teachable because they handle everything from customer support to video hosting. And I've got a review of Teachable on the site. You can earn three to four figures per course per launch. And it's definitely something I'd recommend once you have a book or an audience and you want to increase your income. Number five, start a newsletter. 
A newsletter is a great way of building a relationship directly with your readers. I've recently subscribed to several newsletters, both free and paid, via the service Substack. And I actually interviewed the co-founder of Substack, Hamish McKenzie. And he's based in San Francisco. And they recently completed a $15 million funding round back in July of 2019. A newsletter is a little bit different to an email list in that you're sending out content, you know, once a week or every day. And you could have a paid version of the newsletter where people get some insider materials. For example, I recently subscribed to the newsletter Flow State. It costs $39 for the year. And every day they email music playlists and tracks that help cultivate a state of flow. And I really consider it a valuable uh, resource for writing. Other newsletters that I've looked at or found on Substack range between $5 and $15 a month. And if you're interested in checking out my newsletter, which is a bit different to the writing advice you get here, just visit briancollins.com, B-R-Y-A-N. Attracting several hundred paying subscribers will take a lot of work, but if you do it, your newsletter could become a profitable side hustle. Substack cites the example of a newsletter writer with 800 subscribers. If they pay just $7 a month, the writer could earn $4,400 a month. And that's certainly enough to, you know, make a full-time living off. When I interviewed Hamish, he told me, if you can get 10,000 people to pay you money for a subscription newsletter, then you can not only support yourself, but you can get pretty wealthy. And I think he's right on that one. Now, I've talked a little bit about Substack, but it's not a requirement. You can, of course, use a service like ConvertKit for your newsletter. A pros? Well, newsletters can be profitable. They're a perfect side hustle for writers because, you know, writing to an ideal reader should be in your nature and you own it. The cons, it'll take time to build a list of newsletter subscribers and it's going to take even more time to convert some of those free subscribers into paid ones. So it's not something that's going to turn into a profitable side hustle overnight. Number six, produce and sell an audiobook. Audiobooks are a great way of supplementing your income as a writer. In fact, in 2019, audiobook sales in the UK alone increased by 43% in one report that I read online. And I've produced and sold several audiobooks over the years. I recorded one at home myself, and I outsourced the production of some other audiobooks to narrators. The good news is if you're writing nonfiction, it's easier than ever to narrate nonfiction. All you need is a good mic and somewhere quiet to work and an editor who will help you turn those audio files into something you can publish. It's harder to, of course, narrate fiction because you've got to worry about accents and so on. Thankfully, not a problem for nonfiction writers. I would also say, whatever your choice, you should invest in decent audio equipment so it sounds professional. And if all of that sounds like too much work, you can, of course, outsource the whole process via ACX, which is Amazon's self-publishing platform for audiobook producers. That said, you'll still need to listen back to the audio and find and fix errors with your narrator. Pros? Well, an audiobook is an asset you can sell over time. If you have a book, you're one step away from creating an audiobook, and it can help you build your readership. Another pro is that audiobooks still sell today without ads. For how much longer? I don't know. Cons? Well, it can take several months to turn a book into an audiobook by the time you go from recording to editing to production to approval by ACX. You'll also need a basic understanding of audio production and what makes good audio, but that's something you can easily pick up. And you will also need to invest a little bit of money in either audio equipment or a narrator so you can create that book that you're going to sell because you're not going to earn it all back on your first month of royalties. You can easily earn a couple of hundred dollars a month from your audio book. And if you have lots of audio books, you can, of course, increase that income over time. Number seven, become an affiliate marketer. 
What products do you use, love, or trust? Well, consider turning your answers into articles, guides, podcasts, or videos. Because if you have a website or readers, you could write about how these products and services help you and how you use them. Lots of top influencers and writers online got their start to affiliate marketing. Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income is one example, and he regularly earned five figures a month as an affiliate for Bluehost. On Become a Writer Today, I offer discounts because I'm an affiliate for services like Grammarly, and it's a service I use all the time, and it's also a service that I get a commission for when readers sign up. Affiliate marketing is fantastic because you don't have to go and create a product yourself. You can sell something that's already in the market that people are already happy to buy. The pros, well, it can be highly profitable if you can match your expertise with a product, with something that your readers will trust you to buy. You don't necessarily need to provide customer support because the person or company who created the product will do that. And it's a proven business model online. The cons, well, if you're going to become an affiliate marketer, you'll need to build up an audience through content marketing or advertising so you can offer them affiliate products or discounts. It also takes time to scale. And to be honest, some affiliate programs are a little bit sleazy. So you do need to be ethical about the types of products that you're going to promote. And I typically only promote products or services that I use or trust. It can also be quite competitive because if you've got an article or post that ranks quite highly, you can quickly find that other people will reverse engineer your article and try to outrank you, which, which can, of course, affect your earnings. If you're looking to learn more about affiliate marketing, I recommend joining the Amazon Associates program, Share a Sale, Recruiting Marketing, Impact Radius, or ClickBank, and see what products are available and have affiliate programs and how they align with the type of niche or genre that you like to write about. Probably need to invest in some emails marketing software like ConvertKit and some web hosting for your site too, and I'd recommend using SiteGround for that. Having an email marketing service provider will help you follow up with your customers to offer discounts, deals, and answer the questions about the products that you're an affiliate for. Affiliate marketers can earn three figures, four figures, five figures a month, easily enough. And some affiliates earn seven figures a year. So it can be really profitable if you commit to it over the long term. Number eight, build an authority or a niche site. So an authority website is one that covers broad topics. Like, for example, what I do on Become a Writer Today, because on Become a Writer Today, I try and help readers build their authority or earn more money. On the other hand, a niche site is something that's more specific and it could get into something like cars or home audio equipment or yoga, for example. Now, I started a technology blog back in 2008 and I wasn't quite sure whether it was an authority site or niche site because I hadn't heard of the concepts back then. I gave up on that blog fairly quickly. I started another productivity blog in 2013 and I gave up on that one as well. I started to become a writer today in late 2013, early 2014, but it took at least a year before I was able to earn any money from it and before I attracted an audience. Some niche sites that you might want to check out include the likes of ownthyard.com. On that site, Spencer reviews outdoor games, equipment and tools. And niche or niche, as it's called in the United States, owners understand SEO deeply because they align their content with what people are searching for on Google. Some of these owners actually build their traffic up and build their profits up and sell them on sites like Flippa or Empire Builders for four or five figures. All of this is a good side hustle idea and something you can work on from home because you you just need to invest in the web hosting, in content and so on. And once you've attracted some traffic, you know, you can sell your site for multiples of what you're earning each month. 
The pros of all this? Well, it's an asset you own and control, and you can sell a niche site for 25 to 32 multiples of its monthly profit. The cons? Well, it takes time to build and scale, take a year, take even two years. You're also going to need content and lots of it, so you're going to have to write that yourself or hire someone who will. And you're also going to need to invest in services like web hosting, email marketing, a premium WordPress team, and so on. So you're going to need to learn skills that are a little bit different to writing. Finally, number nine, build your personal brand. These days, personal branding is more important than ever. I like to think of personal branding as reflecting what you say and how you say it. And it's something I think a lot of people get wrong online today because they talk about how many readers they have, how many followers they have, how many people have read their articles or shared the articles. It's all very me, 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 or I, I, I. But the best or biggest personal brands talk about how they can help their readers. Mike Dillard, Ramit Sethi, and Marie Folio are three examples of online influencers who get personal branding right. And I'd encourage you to check out their sites. For example, Mike Dillard talks about how he helps entrepreneurs start and grow the business of their dreams. Ramit Sethi talks about helping people to set up profitable online businesses. And Marie Folio talks about helping her followers to become the type of person they were meant to be. In other words, they put their audience first rather than their individual achievements. You can, of course, monetize your personal brand by offering coaching, books, courses, and more. It's something you do over the long term. The pros of building your personal brand online, well, they can open the door to opportunities like speaking, media interviews, sought-after jobs in top companies, and it's a sustainable asset that you're going to build over time. The cons, well, it's very time-consuming, it's hard to get right, and you're probably not going to earn an income from it, at least at first. And you can't really sell your personal brand because it's about you and you alone. So there you go. Those are nine different types of side hustles, which are ideal for creatives. There are, of course, many more different types of side hustle ideas from selling stuff on eBay to doing customer research to filling in online forums and so on. But these types of side hustle ideas, the nine ones that featured in this podcast episode are ideal if you're a creative, if you're looking to do something where you can work from home or if you want to build on your writing career. Ultimately, I'd say to you that pick a side hustle which resonates with your area of expertise. Set aside five to 10 hours a week to build, test, and refine your side hustle idea. It's not something you can do completely alone either. You might have to take courses from others who've already achieved what you want to achieve, or you might have to learn new skills like outsourcing if you're having a problem in your business or side hustle. Basically, study what works and discard the rest. You'll also need to keep up to date on metrics related to your side hustles so you can figure out what to do more or less of. And when you start to earn more money from your side hustle, don't be afraid to invest that back into the side hustle or business so you can scale it. You could, for example, buy a professional looking logo or a professional WordPress team or upgrade to, you know, a premium email marketing software like ConvertKit. Ultimately, your side hustle could become your full-time gig or it could be just something that you want to sell for profit. The choice ultimately is yours and that's the beauty of it. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.